Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online? Most sites make it complicated and then try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. SeatGeek.com. Get the app today on your smartphone. Today's episode also brought to you by Doghouse Systems at DoghouseSystems.com. Use the code FROGPANTS and get a big old SSD drive for free. Details at DoghouseSystems.com. The best gaming rig you can buy. That's DoghouseSystems.com and the checkout code Frog Pants. Warcraft. Classificado PG-13. You're listening to The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance episode 447. My name is Scott Johnson. It is Sunday, May 15th, 14th, 15th, 2016, and joining me today, all the way from Japan, the Isle of Japan, one Patrick Beja. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, we've missed having you on, dude. I've missed this being on. I've missed being you, on. You've missed... Um, <laughs> you know what? We were we Speaking were some new crazy language. <laughs> what is Japan doing? <laughs> Um, we were joking earlier that I'm in the future, and uh, you were saying that uh, when the world ends, I'll know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I don't want to worry you guys, but it's looking pretty grim. Oh, no. Uh, so, oh, no. you know, just Crap. just get ready. Well, I'm you're still saying. there. You've got Wi-Fi. Everything's fine for now. Everybody for calm now, down. I-, I-, I think by the looks of it, it's going to be fine until the end of the show. After that, I don't know, but the, the most mm-hmm. important thing will be done. All right. Well, good. Also with us from Texas. Where we, uh, you're an hour ahead. You'll know an hour before me what's going on in the future. It's uh, <laughs> right. Willie Dills Gregory. Hey, man. So in Japan, they make everything smaller. And here in Texas, <laughs> everything is as big as they can possibly make it. <laughs> That's right. So we're just living in opposite lands, Patrick. It's uh, fine. But it's good to have you here. The yin to my Texas yang. That's right. <laughs> oh, That's right. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Actually, You know, I really missed the show. I was listening to and the show. And yen is spelled Y-E-N, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a form of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was listening to the shows, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is!" I want to be on the show and say, but you know, for the past couple of shows, I think you've said everything that I would have liked to say. So it was weirdly satisfying, but also frustrating experience at the same time. I, I know how that goes, but you know, I was trying to channel my inner Patrick. That's what I was doing, and I'm glad that I did you justice, sir. Well, Excellent job. We did miss you being. Yeah, here. we did miss you a lot. And um, I mean, I, Garrett's kind of good looking, but he's you know. all right. <laughs> He's all right. He's got that blue streak sometimes, but he's no suave uh, Frenchman. Fabulous hair, that Garrett dude. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Well, our our, our English speaking, French, Japanese visiting, uh, Lebanese blooded <laughs> man is back, and so we're good to have mm-hmm. good to have you back. Thank you, uh, Patrick. Before we go too far, though, um, you're in Japan. It would be dumb for us not to at least ask: Have you eaten anything super weird? that you can tell us about <laughs> on the air. Because I love hearing about Japanese weird food. Like, they got black burger buns and, like, psycho <laughs> versions of Big Macs and stuff. I'm talking about, like, when they take something that we over here think is some traditional fast food or something, and then they just jack it up. So what do you got uh, over there? It, or have you been real so, traditional and just eaten a lot of noodles and stuff? 
Oh, well, you know, I'm eating. There's this uh, supermarket next to the place I'm staying in, which has uh, they do their own stuff every day and they have amazing tempura and stuff like that that I go get every uh, every lunch. So that's been amazing. But really weird stuff. Honestly, I don't know that there's been so much. Uh, I guess sesame ice cream might be one of the things that would surprise you. That was really nice. Sesame ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they have. They have lots of different weird kinds of ice cream. Like I've seen, not this trip, but I've seen in the past, like uh, cheese ice cream, like camembert ice cream, mm-hmm. which was, you know, it hurt my French sensitivities. <laughs> uh, that, that kind of thing. I've I've been eating uh, Japanese beef, um, which is really nice. I don't usually like meat, which is gonna hurt uh, Dill's Texas ears, but. <laughs> I don't usually <laughs> love meat, but the Japanese beef is is pretty good. Even not the super expensive one. It's it's the Kobe, yeah. right? Is that the yeah? Is it all Kobe, Kobe yeah, so or no? The Kobe beef is like the super expensive one. The one that's like so. For those who don't know, they actually massage the the <laughs> beef yeah. uh, and heat them beer so that <laughs> nothing they're, is they're weird fun. in Japan. We should yeah. just preface right. like anything you uh, do there. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Patrick's yeah, no stranger, yeah, and Patrick's no stranger to massaging the beef. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that just took a weird turn. I anytime, couldn't help it. Any, any, you know, anytime Scott says something that sounded innocent before, all of a sudden it becomes weird. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, the, the Kobe beef is the super expensive one. Um, the one that I've had is just regular Japanese beef, which is a little bit more. It has more fat in it, so it's uh, when mm. you cook it, it becomes t- more tender and mm. delicious. Tender, yes. So. Mm. Japan is amazing. I love it. Yeah, you do love it. And you're coming on what, June? Is that right? Coming back in June, uh, specifically to be able to cover E3 with you, Scott, at a reasonable hour. So I don't have to be awake like in the full middle of the night every night. Wow, you're so coming home just for that. Wow. Up. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm 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 honored that we'll have that chance with your jet lagged <laughs> ass when you get home. Um, yeah, anyway, it's good to have you here. It's good to have you both here. Let's uh, die. Oh, uh, real quick here. Terpster, I talked to him over the weekend. He was in Los Angeles all weekend and was there with his uh, crew from the Yogg's cast, and they were doing some filmy stuff. And I guess they got to hang out with Duncan Jones a bit and spend some time with a couple of the actors, Krasinski and a few others. And it sounds like a really good time. I'm really anxious to see what the, the footage ends up looking like from that. But he also got to see the Warcraft movie well ahead of release, a month ahead of the U.S. Uh, showing of the film and about two and a half, three weeks ahead of when Europe gets it. Uh, he, I will say this for the, for the folks who haven't heard us talk in pre-show. He gave me his opinion of the film. He didn't tell me a single detail about it because he can't. He is NDA'd up the wazoo on that. But he did tell me what he thought of it. And I have promised not to say a word. He may have hated it. He may have <laughs> loved it. He may have sort of found somewhere in between. You're never going to know at home because I'm not telling until he does. So take that. Oh, and if you live in the Salt Lake area or anywhere around here, or you live in Idaho or somewhere that wants to drive out here, uh, June 11th, I'm running out a movie theater for people to come see the film when it uh, launches here in the U.S. That's the opening weekend for us. And if you want to come and see the likes of myself, Tom Merritt, Brian Ibbett, and a bunch of others, you certainly can. If you want to go head over to uh, frogpants.com slash warcraft, there are still some available. It's been up for about a week, and they are going quick. So if you want to come, go sign up for your tickets now. All right. Time for the news. All right, so a lot happened in World of Warcraft since we last spoke, actually. Um, there was a huge developer podcasty Jesse Cox video thing, which we're going to break down some of it here in a minute and talk about some of the stuff that Watcher Dev, a.k.a. Ian Hazak Kostakos talked about. Mm-hmm. 
the beta has since launched and is no longer an alpha. It is a beta. Uh, it was a character wipe. There's all sorts of things to to say about that in terms of what new content was added, but uh, it's it's about what you think. It's a you know a much closer to finished version of the game, and a bunch of people are playing it. And you cannot currently copy your characters over there, so don't get too excited just yet. If that was your plan, this is more I guess about uh, this is either them not having the ability to do that technically yet on this build, or they're encouraging as many people as possible to have people do the initial questy stuff for um, the boosted, uh, uh, what do you call them? The freaking, what are they called? The, the hunt, demon hunters and other stuff like that. So that's what we know about the beta, uh, but that's out there. So get it if you want to get into it. And I guess they have to be by invite, so don't get into it if you don't yeah. have an invite. <laughs> if, you, if you get an invite, you already know. And if you don't get an invite, so, sorry, I guess you're not getting in. I have not gotten an invite, but I assume my alpha thing carries over. I haven't checked. Um, yeah, I'm sure it does. Are you? I mean, it did for me. I, I don't know if I got an invite or if it was just uh, carried over, but I, I'm in the beta. Okay. Um, did you get, I, did I you get in? Did you mess around with it a bit or what? How, what have you yeah, done with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did actually. And uh, I, I just want to say a couple of words about the, uh, the the thing they did with Jesse Cox and uh, Ian Hazikoskos Testas. This terrible. You're contaminating me with this silliness um it's i think it's awesome that we're we've been complaining uh on the show uh, at least i have that they haven't been very open about the communication about the game and there would have been lots of stuff i think that uh, they could have you know made little developer update videos about um like They've be, they have been doing for the last six months of 2015 uh, class updates with lots of details about the talents and the re- rethinking of the philosophy of each class and each uh, talent tree and all of this. It will be awesome. Anyway, I think uh, Ian is perfect for this kind of thing. He's like just the right amount of nerdy and super knowledgeable about everything about the game and he's fun at the same time i think he's an excellent spokesperson and i hope that they use him more in the future in the next few months going towards uh the launch of the game because that's exactly the kind of communication we need well and we've we've said a bunch of times on the show that we've had very little of it dills you think he's the right mouthpiece you know he's i don't know if anyone out there is greg street necessarily but it seems like after a long quiet, it was nice to finally hear something meaty out of yeah. somebody. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I've been staying somewhat away from uh, alpha and beta stuff. I, I did download the beta. I did jump in. Um, but it's tough for me. Like, I want to know, but I want to know just kind of some peripheral things and just some information about, and if I want to delve deeper, then I delve deeper. I thought that was a pretty good video. It didn't, nothing really felt like. I was getting information I didn't really want to have mm-hmm. and it was all really cool stuff. It was just got, everything was, was really hyping me up uh, to get back in and all the things that I think the people have been complaining about all seem to be addressed uh, that the game is they're They're kind of moving in the direction that the fans kind of want the game to move in, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, get back out into the world, do all the stuff that we weren't doing in, in warlords. And I liked that there was a lot of talk about that. It it, it was a really fun video to watch. And I thought Jesse Cox did a great job too because he's just always excited. No, no, that guy uh, is he's, he's a good interviewer. He's yeah. all excitement. He's like 98% excitement and 2% beard. <laughs> That's pretty much him. Um, but no, and, uh, it, it felt like they were addressing some of the feedback that they've been getting from the community for the past two or three expansions, right? Yeah. And of course, we were super excited about Garrisons. And then later on, we were like, oh, that wasn't maybe the greatest thing that ever happened. Right. So I understand that they had to address the whole order hall thing. Sure. 
Um, they spent a lot of time on that too. Yeah, because it feels very much like, yo, you remember that Garrison thing? What about what? <laughs> now you're giving us a new version of that? Yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea, but they they very clearly separated the two. So, so yeah, so, there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I guess we we can get into the details. I want to talk about my relationship with the game in in general, but um, the, the order holes specifically, for example, what what Ian has been saying is we're very aware of the issues of garrisons and the order holes are there to get you to get out into the world, like as opposed to what the garrisons were doing, which was removing you from the world. Mm -hmm. And an example he gave was you can send out your, you know, followers from the class hole. I guess they're not called followers anymore, but you can send out them out into missions and they're not going to be bringing you back loot. They're going to be bringing you back a uh, basically a buff that will give you more loot or guaranteed loot when you go out and do a dungeon um, and kill a specific boss. So it's like a contract or something like that. So this is very clever game design to actually use the fun of that idea of your team to get you to play the game and not just to click on buttons to, you know, send get get loot by the lottery uh ticket yeah. or something. well they've, they've retained this the sense that order halls or or garrisons one nice thing about garrisons was you felt like you had a home base you felt like you had a place yeah. oh, place like of that. origin right where you could yeah. branch out and do whatever you had to do the problem is it was for the most part a very solitary experience and became kind of grindy for a lot of players the way that he described class halls and the way i had understood them leading up to this and things they said at blizzcon and even more confirmed now from that interview they're they're more like a they're again a base of operations, but the, that base of operations goes out into the world in a way that is not garrison-like at all. Um, it isn't just a bunch of sort of fakery happening behind the scenes, or just the feeling that you're in charge of a place, but really you're you're playing together alone. Uh, you yeah. you you actually are being you're you're going to that place to upgrade and work on your artifact and everything else, and then you're going out into the world and it's sending you to do that. Like if anything, this is this feels like it is an evolution of garrisons but absolutely in the direction that I was hoping it would go, uh, based on sure. what he said. They know? had some cool stuff in Garrisons that did force you to go out into the world, you know, to, to go basically, like, invade an area and stuff. And it, at first it felt like this was kind of, okay, this is, this is where we come back to, but we still go out, but then now this makes crafting easier. That, that is how it all felt early on. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you just stopped doing that stuff. There was no real reason to grind... Um, for crystals anymore the invasions you know people coming into your garrison and all that that was really fun just kind of stopped being a thing mm -hmm. after a while that anybody cared about so it's like it just needs to stay part of the storyline and continue to be pushing what your character is doing rather than just being a place where i log in and i run around for 20 minutes and then i and then <laughs> i leave you know which is what garrisons ended up becoming so as long as the and it sounds to me like a lot of what you're going to get in the order halls is going to be just pushing the story Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was talking about this with some. I can't remember who I was talking about, but it would be awesome if the garrison quest, if you went in and you sent out your your, your followers, but rather than them coming back with, a, like they essentially went off and raided for you and then came back with a box with a piece of loot, like you know, it, it got kind of weird. But what if you sent your followers out and then they were like, "Dills, help! I'm here!" And then you <laughs> now you got to go out there and now it's a quest to go there and get that item that you sent them out to get. Yeah. But you need to go like there could have been really cool stuff with it that could have sent you out into the world, but yeah. it just that's not how it was ultimately designed. So well, I think that that's really the way they're they're going with uh, with the order holes. 
it seems at least that that is they, they seem to be very aware that you need to get people out into the world. And yes. uh, I don't think we're going to see, you know, there might be some of those uh, where they bring you back something, but not nearly to the extent that it was in uh, garrisons. Well, and it also mm-hmm. sounds like one of the things they said is at max level, there is a world quest system with a fixed state. We knew about this before, but they went a little more deep into it. A fixed state for everyone in your region so that you can all quest together. So some of that stuff that you'll be, uh, that the quest, that the, the, excuse me, the class halls are going to notify you about, that you're going to go there to meet people to talk about or whatever, both fictitiously and for real, are going to send you out on actual missions to do with each other. Some of these last a couple of hours. These daily quests can last days. Um, these world quests are not your typical go knock it out and come back tomorrow and do the exact same thing and come back tomorrow and do the Quell Thalas thing. They're talking about stuff that will vary, but... Uh, you know, they're gonna. It's gonna pop and feel a little bit more dynamic and less of. There's a question mark. I gotta go do the thing for that panda. I'll be back in a half an hour. <laughs> Done. Like the the fact that they're addressing all of that is very interesting to me because it is one of the things I liked about my garrison at first was I felt like I was doing a lot of diverse things and they were cool and they were different from what I'd done in the past with dailies. But then very quickly you started to see that pattern and you fall into the same. Rut. So it's it's impossible to say at this point whether that will also have a rut at the end of it. But at the very least, the way they're describing it, it sounds like they're trying to avoid that. And I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. I think that they're doing a lot of clever clever things with this uh, World Quest system. It's I mean, obviously, there is no amount of game content that is going to be so plentiful that you're not going to get into a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Even with they can create 100 or 200 quests specifically for this system. And after a while, you will know all of them, and you'll do, it will become a little bit automatic. I think that's unavoidable. But um, they they are doing things like there are lots of different um, uh, you know size of quests. I guess some of them are just come every four hours, and it's just it gives you a little bit of gold or a little bit of resource. But some of them are once a week, and uh, they I mean when I say once a week, they last a week. Mm. So those big ones are going to be easy to get to, and you can uh, have uh, three of them that stack up. If you don't come and do every day the world quests, it's going to be uh, easier to play every once in a while and just uh, have a bigger adventure when you do. Um, there, there are a lot of things. that, And again, that feeling of it's not your personal quest, but the entire server for the purposes of what matters to you, server, or even, as you were saying, region, um, people can discuss it outside uh, the game. And it, it again, it brings people together. It makes it for a more social and easier way to manage things. It's looking good. I'm really liking it. Yeah, and the, re- the rewards for World Quest that'll be around for a few days are intrinsically more rewarding. You're going to get more stuff for doing yeah. that, uh, which is good. Outdoor World Quest will have a point and story they wanted to make clear, unlike the very little context for Warlords World Questing. And Warlords World Questing, it's like, well, there's a big hairy dude up there in the mountain. Let's all just get 25 plus people. Let's just go kill it. What's he doing up there? I don't know. He's just up there. And we shouldn't be up there, so let's go kill it so it's not up there. I mean, that was really your motivation in Warlords. In this, it sounds like they're going to have a lot closer attention to there's a reason Demon Lord Zontar is sitting upon his perch and looks down upon the people. Like, there's going to be some story there, and I like that. I don't need a ton, but give me some context, and, uh, and you've got my attention. Um, let's see. They also say there's a chance that the flexible zone scaling tech might help solve some of the leveling problems. People are talking about out-leveling the content, and before you're done with the story arcs and stuff, you're sort of done. 
This time around, they've injected some tech that will allow them to dynamically change that. If that sounds a little bit like, oh, I don't know, Diablo to you, <laughs> you're not alone. A little bit. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it sounds definitely a lot like Diablo. A lot of the stuff. But I, I was talking about this earlier on the show. One of my biggest, or not on the show, but on the stream. One of my biggest problems with Diablo is if someone's 100 Paragon levels ahead of you, yeah. it's really pointless to try to play with them. Yeah. So I hope that if they do something like this, that they address that as well. Because I, I think one of the funnest things you could ever do while leveling is jump in with somebody else, no matter where the two of you are, as long as you can find a way to still do something together. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky well, thing to accomplish. but They'll, they'll scale uh, the person that you're jumping to, right? They... I, I can't. I'm not That's sure who will get scaled, but, but my understanding is that yeah. one of if your if your level difference is too big, then you, one of the two gets scaled. But in your but yeah. in the case of like okay, so if you use Diablo as the comparison, um, that does a similar thing. You're both level seventy. You're both pretty well geared, and you're both running the same rift, and so difficulty set at a place where you're supposed to both be able to handle it. Um, but if that guy's Paragon five hundred and you're Paragon twenty, he's still at a huge advantage over you. And in this well, case, yeah, but what happens a lot of times is people go, oh, I'm going to power level you. And then they set it at some crazy high torment <laughs> level. Right. And then you just die the moment any random wandering bat comes by. <laughs> um, and so that's like that's the problem. Right. Yeah. It, you know, you know, Guild Wars 2 did this fantastically. Yeah. Or you could just group up with anybody no matter where you were. It all just kind of worked. Yeah, not know? only that, but if you saw you see some content you never did and it's level one through seven and you're already max level. You can go yeah. do it, and everything you will go behave. Go back and do it. Yeah, yeah. everything will yeah. behave yeah. at a high level. I, I don't think board. the problem is going to be as big for WoW though, because it's only going to be ten levels maximum, ten True. levels difference, and you know it's probably going to be more like two, three, or five. And um, and when you get to you know the differences are not as stark in yes. WoW as they are in in Diablo, because as anyone who's played Diablo knows, if you try to go to you know uh, a torment eight and you you're only geared for torment five you're gonna blow up like yeah, this is the problems. difference is yeah so uh in in wow you can always survive for it i don't think the the problem is going to be there I, I it's not the same uh difference yeah that, that's a good point like if i if dills is out doing something and he's artifacted to hell and back and done all this stuff i haven't done or whatever and i go meet with him and things scale accordingly for the two of us it isn't like something will breathe on me and i'll die i think it'll be more oh, like well Go ahead. So I don't even think that's yeah that that's not even the the specific issue we're talking about here is going to be the the leveling process right right we're we're still on that yeah, yeah, yeah. and there you only have from level a hundred to level one hundred and ten so I mean if you start taking into account the uh you know eye level of your gear and someone who's going to be like I don't know a hundred eye level above you maybe you're going to get into that realm of let's say someone has a, 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 a mythic dungeon key that you know with this new key system that again is very similar to to diablo that is going to make it incredible the dungeon super incredibly difficult at that point i think you might you know blow up if someone breathes on you that, yeah. that might happen so I uh, but for the leveling process and the scaling zones which is, uh, you know, that tech that is going to adapt the level of the zone to the level you're in so you can go anywhere, I don't think that's going to be as big a problem. Okay, mm -hmm. so so you brought up the new dungeon stuff just briefly, and I just want to ask, um, all right, so Dills, as my, as my former um, 
leader in our Wrath of the Lich King uh, raiding content because that's what you are. You are a ten. We had a ten man, and you were the man. You were the guy that led the whole schmear. Does mm-hmm. do any of these affixes and mythic plus uh, things and all this stuff that we know about raiding coming up? Does any of this fire you up for raiding again? Because I'm having a hard time getting excited about it, and I know they're doing all they can to get me back into the whole dance. But I, yeah. I I don't know if this stuff's doing it for me, so I'm really curious what you think. Well, I guess for me, the the biggest issue that I've had with raiding recently isn't necessarily... Um, it isn't really the, the content or anything. It's just, I guess, that it's just we've been doing it for so long, and it's just been kind of the same thing for so long. Or, you know, you go in and you get your gear and then if you didn't get a drop, you go back next week and you hope you get the drop. And if you didn't get it, then you go back the next week and you get the drop. And that like that whole thing gets stale after a certain amount of time. Right. Um, But a lot of this feels like there's going to be steps along the way that are going to matter more because in the past, too, it was like I do five mans just to get one piece that I might need that then allows me to do the the 10 mans and then the 25 mans and. It, it doesn't like there's very few steps in between. So you end up kind of running. You're at the end pretty quick, you know, right. And you're now you're this is where I go. This is the only place there's gear left for me. Then I, I feel like what's going to fire me up is the is the stuff that's more like the rating is still there. But after I'm rating, I still want to then have like five mans matter. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like there's going to be some of that going on. Sure. Which I think is very exciting, you know, because like if you're in Diablo, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that feels very crossover from Diablo that's going on. But if you're in Diablo and you're doing riffs and greater riffs, it doesn't mean that there's no reason to ever do bounties anymore, right? Mm-hmm. There's still a reason to go back and do those. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to get a sense of is that I go back, like I'm raiding, and then it's like, oh, well, you know, this five-man now has something that I can go get that I couldn't really use before. And now I can, and it's the five-man. And, like, I don't know. I feel like in Burning, and was it? Like, where was it? Was it Outlands where I felt like this happened before? Maybe? Mm, I don't know. Mm. Like, I, I felt like the dungeons mattered a lot in Wrath. It seemed Wrath like of it Lich used King. to matter a lot more, yeah. 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 And now it's just like, okay, do these, and then now you're done, never go and back. Now never go back, yeah. And if these, whoops, if the dynamic sort of um, a difficulty thing plays into that, that'd be really nice. Like, I love the idea that yeah. at some point it was like, you, we need this material to advance the thing or whatever. And the well, only I feel way like to in get Burning it, Crusades, I raided and then I went and did more five mans. Like I feel like I never really stopped doing the five mans. I never really stopped doing. Well, you had. Or maybe it was just because that's just the game was more grindy then. I don't know. Well, that's when they introduced. That that's when they introduced it, yeah. heroics, right? Because the yeah, her- yeah. <coughs> heroic incredibly difficult, and you had yeah. to CC mobs in regular pools and yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff, which may or may not be good to do again. But um, kind of well, I you're think, gonna get I think some that might not work in today's you know atmosphere but i do want to have some not just okay it's all linear i'd mm-hmm. rather have more jumping around mm-hmm. and i think that to me would make the experience more exciting yeah. um yeah. get something done here and then now like cross straight over to here to do something else rather than oh we've reached the end all right see you guys next time <laughs> like, <laughs> which it kind of yeah. happens nowadays yeah. it's it's definitely the comparison with Diablo again is kind of apt because you you go do your your uh rifts and then you go back do a little bit of mounties and you know then maybe you're going to jump into a new season and stuff like that so there is some variety 
in what is always the same kind of gameplay, but still you, you feel like you're doing different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that they might, we'll see, but I think they might be onto something with the keystones and the affixes that actually change your experience in the dungeon. Um, so level difficulty wise, there's going to be stuff to do in the dungeon. There's going to be apparently interesting stuff in the uh, world quests and there's still going to be the, the raids. Sure, um, yeah. And, the keystones and the affixes are really, I think, going to change the the way you approach those dungeons, right? If you were talking about CC, if you have those, uh, some of the affixes that, uh, you know, I don't know, that other mobs that are left in the encounter enrage when you kill one of them, then maybe you have to make sure you bring all of them down at the same. It's like mini raid encounters, depending on the affix. So you're going to have to pay a little bit more attention again. And I think it might provide the motivation um, that you need to go back into the dungeon. Well, plus he's, and he said there, the Ian made sure. the point of, of, he kept repeating, or it seems like he said it a few times that there is no cap to that number. So yeah. the number of affixes yeah, that you could aim for, or just go and go and go. That sounds an awful lot like Paragon to me. I mean, it's a different sure. application of Paragon, but this idea of an unlimited pool of progress is pretty interesting. The only worry I have about affixes and the only worry I have about that being my raid endgame content is that is it in the end, is it just going to feel like I'm I'm adding mutators to the same experience? Am I just adding a mutator that says that guy blows up instead of just dying when you kill him? So you all need to move over here and then that, that bomb spreads like KT's thing in Heroes and nobody go near him. Or, you know, like That's what it sounds like is there's these little bits of things that will change over time with greater difficulty, more variety. That all sounds really great on paper until you play... Well, <laughs> Overwatch is a good example. Until you get into Overwatch and go, oh, that sounds like fun to be nothing but Farah and and Mercy. Let's go ahead and do that. And then you realize, this is one of the <laughs> worst experiences of my yeah. life. So yeah, I'm, you're talking about the weekly brawl where you yeah. can only play those two characters. Yeah, that with, particular yeah. brawl sucks. The other ones are really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't want to throw that whole thing under the bus, but my point is, at some point, you're just adding mutators. And so I, I don't know if that's what this is or not. Uh, if it's just like they do in Hearthstone as well with weekly brawls. It's like, I don't want them to get into this rotation where it's just, um, we're just adding weird things to the mix, but really it's the same experience because it doesn't really address my problem, which is the repetition. And So, you know. okay, I actually, real quick, Patrick, because I was at DreamHack and I had some guys come up to me. They're all excited about World of Warcraft and stuff and, and they're talking about uh, some of this legacy server stuff, you know? But one thing that was interesting is we started talking and we just kind of started spitballing. Uh, we started discussing like raid seasons yeah, uh, and how cool that might be. And you might be able to do something like that here with all of this, but also with legacy servers where, yeah, I mean, it's boring to go back and grind old stuff. But what if there was a season and you were trying to, you know, get on some leaderboard or something for that season? Like Diablo, here yeah. we go again. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it it really did make me think. Like that might be one of the things that I find tiresome about WoW Endgame at this point is that it just feels all like I get to an end point and then I just sit and wait for more content, mm-hmm. and is never going to be enough. They're never going to be able to put it out fast enough for the hardest of core players to go through it. Right. Right. So one way to kind of uh, fix that is these kind of endless progression and something like a season. So there's I, lots and lots of ways. They can yeah, I love that idea. You know? That's yeah. super yeah, interesting. So you could go That's... back and play like BC seasons and go back and add a le- legacy server and just 
try to do that. You could go play Cataclysm yeah. Seasons. Like you can do all this stuff if you want to. But you could also do it now with current content as well. Sure. Where you get so, to the end and it's like rather than rather than wait for new stuff, the season ends like PvP, and then you start again, and now you're earning again essentially. Yeah. They you just add a few new pieces of gear or something. Like what if you, you had know, a what if you thing. if their if their scaling technology worked down to old content? Not saying it will, not saying any of this is coming, but it would be kind of neat if you could say, "All right, we all need to do Magtheridon in Burning Crusade or in you know Hellfire, and it's our you know we need twenty five people to do it or whatever." And this season, that's what it is, and the season lasts a month sure. or something. And, and you, yeah, and like if you're doing it seasonally, it could actually be as difficult as it should be for your current whatever. Yeah, yeah there's all sorts of cool stuff that they could do that's not making all new content every single time. Yeah, we're done with the old stuff because what happens is we inevitably sit here. And uh, for people who haven't listened to the starting zone episode 150, go listen to it because it's not just the players that struggle. Like we, as the you know, the instance has become a Blizzard show, yeah. Um, and a lot of shows have struggled to figure out what to talk about. But it's just because content can't keep up with what everyone wants to do. People yeah. get in there and play through it so fast, yeah. no matter how hard they make it, right? Yeah. And a company, no matter how many people are there, no matter how good they are at creating content, can never keep up with that. So yeah. I think you need to like broaden ideas and come up with new ways to, to keep it fresh. Well, so. it's funny what you say, that you say that because one of the things you talked about with, with uh, keystones and leveling and all this stuff, the, uh, the, here's a quote. The limit, to, uh, the limit is looser than challenge mode dungeons as the point isn't to race through the dungeons, sure. just complete it at reasonable rates. So this isn't a speed run mode these affixes or these keystones or this entire mythic plus thing this is more of a uh you know what if that guy had twice the hit points and dropped fireballs at the same time all right well we know this fight except that's a new boy that's a new thing we haven't had to deal with yet so here we go and it and in a seasonal context that is all so much more interesting to me for some reason than it is just if it's always just there so i think you're on to i don't even play my main in diablo anymore Mm -hmm. i literally just wait till a new season comes out and then i make a new character and i go again Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think seasons for WoW would be a very interesting concept. The the issue would be either they have to fix leveling because they talked about leveling, which is way too fast now. Uh, they sure. addressed this. I can't remember if it was in the Ian interview, but uh, they mentioned it. And it, it, it wouldn't work because you out-level the content very quickly. Um, and And then, you know... How how do you go through each different iteration of the game? Do you have to play uh, the you know molten core with 1.0 or you know 1.12, which I think it went to, uh, or and then you you progress to? Do you have to attain a certain level of gear to be able to progress to Outland? And then do you play 2.0, or you know they would have to maintain all these different states of the game, or just make one specifically continuous experience with the current engine and but sort of crafted so that it would work at those different different levels there would be stuff to do but i think it would be very difficult engineering wise and design wise it would be very complicated to to achieve but there's definitely something there i mean yeah get people back to level one and see who gets the highest eye level and with these conditions on the way to be able Mm -hmm. to progress to the next stage next expansion of the game there's something there. I think that that would be very exciting. Yeah, I hope they're all learning some lessons from why Diablo has got the feet and legs it has and why every time there's a new season, my entire friends list is, is in it Diablo. It becomes Diablo. <laughs> yeah. That's... Not only that, though, like like Blizzard, 
as a company has proven that they watch what the community does and then pay attention and, you know, put it into the game with all the mods and things that have happened that have essentially become features yeah. um, later on down the road. You can watch the player base struggle to find ways to make a game relevant to them again and and what they come up with. And you can kind of insert that into the game because, you know, if, if you guys know about the Iron Man thing that people came up with is mm-hmm. because they wanted to level again, but they wanted it to feel yeah. hard. Right. So sure. they put all these restrictions on themselves and then tried to level all the way up without dying. There's all kinds of cool stuff you can put in. Same thing happens with like Hearthstone. The community starts coming up with weird ways to run tournaments because we just get a little bit tired of the same old, the same old, unless they keep the game fresh. Right. right. So you can keep the game fresh without redoing everything by just kind of tweaking and giving us a little bit more uh, sandboxy feel to some of the gameplay. So yeah, Quick, I hope that there's oh, something like that coming down the line. I, I had never even considered seasonal yeah. World of Warcraft, and it's like we've had it forever in PvP. Why are we not thinking about this in <laughs> PvE? Yeah. Um, well, it sounds it sounds foreign it. It's at first. It's a it's a really foreign, weird sounding idea, and then when you see it in practice in either a, a multiplayer environment or like in Diablo with seasons, you see that work, and you go, oh, "Okay, I kind of get my I've got my head around how we're applying this very sportsy term of seasons mm-hmm. around <laughs> a otherwise traditional sort of." you know, RPG experience and it actually works really well. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm all in on this. Patrick, you were about to say something. Um, so yeah, all that being said, yeah. I have to say that my plan of not really looking at WoW for a few months in order to get hyped for it again has absolutely worked. I mean, I think we sound a little bit lukewarm uh, on the whole thing here and I might have been you know in a similar place a few months ago but i have to say with the beta that just happened last week and going back to read the giant patch notes that they released which are are essentially the expansions patch notes a lot of stuff we knew again uh, we knew already and we're just looking at it again but i am extremely hyped for legion now yeah i you know i'm i'm in that place where i don't want to play too much of the beta because i don't want to you know spoil it for for uh, uh, until it comes out, but I am gonna be all over that game when it comes out. I've played the beta a little bit, lots of super exciting stuff, and everything I'm reading in the patch notes is making me want to play that game. Yep. It's yep. I, it's it's worked exactly as I intended. That you know, as and I don't know if Dills it, it worked for you as well, but staying away from it. And now I can't wait to get back into it. It might, you know, it might just last a couple of months. It might might last three months, but I guarantee you, I'm going to be playing Legion only on October on on August 30th. I'm going to be jumping in and having a blast. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm right there, man. I, you know, it's funny because I miss WoW. It's it's like it comes in and out, and I'll go through periods where I log in and I go, Why am I here? What am I doing? <laughs> And then I go through periods where I'm like, oh, my God, I want to go PvP so bad. I miss that experience so much. Mm. And, I, and I, what I can't really wait to do, I can't wait to stream World of Warcraft because, you know, streaming Hearthstone and all, and all the other stuff that we've been streaming has just been so fun to kind of have the community there with you. Um, and I'm just excited to, like, experience the new PvP and all of the stuff yeah, with that's going to be happening system there. And, everything, and yeah. leveling, yeah, and all of that together because I... I streamed some Battlegrounds not that long ago, and it was actually really fun to do. But I got to a certain point where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out of honor. Or I have too much honor to <laughs> buy anything that, that matters anymore. Sure. So the only thing I can do now is Arena. And I got to find someone to play Arena with. Ah, whatever. And I, you know, it's like I just kind of turned it off. 
but I'm excited to start from fresh and have all this stuff ahead of me again. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I think, and what's I mean, always missing when you get to the, you know, because that was never missing for a long time. Uh, but maybe it was just because it was just took so long to do everything. Sure. And maybe we need to go back to that. I don't, but I don't know if I want to. I don't know. But the thing is, the you know, <laughs> I think since the, the announcement, what was it, last year at Gamescom, yeah. maybe? Um, I can't even remember. It's been so long. It and was Gamescom, yeah, right? Had, Weird. That's right. right. Yeah. I think so. Yep. And it's been so long. And it's it's. I almost forgot the amount of things that are going to be happening with Legion. You know, you mentioned PvP. There's, there is, like, PvP is incredibly arcadey nowadays. It's the, the, uh, your level gets canceled out. Your, your gear gets canceled out almost entirely, you know, only a few percentage points. So you get in there and you progress to get more abilities in PvP, PvP specific talents. And, but you're just as, you know, good as everyone else gear wise. So, for PvP, you're, it's, it is really just going to be your skill that is going to matter. That is huge. Mm -hmm. It's really a big change. I, I'm not saying it's better or worse than the previous one, but it's different. And it's going to be a really big change in the way you approach PvP in this game, which is a big part of the game. Um, that alone, PvP has been completely transformed. And I don't know if Holinka is listening, but man, it's, it's a, a lot of work that you've done on this. And I'm really curious to see how it works out because the experience of playing PvP in this game is going to be very different. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And this is just PvP. You have the artifacts that are going to be a whole system unto themselves, the order holes that are going to be, you know, very specifically uh, tailored for your, the way you explore the game. The class classes have been redesigned. A lot of them, maybe I would say half of them, have been heavily redesigned. Uh, the, the, the talents are completely different. We also have the new... I mean... You can hear it in my voice. You're the way stoked, I've been man. talking about this game yeah. for the past six months, and it has been yeah, okay. And now, like, I'm getting hyped, man. I I <laughs> cannot wait. And I got into the beta a little bit and played uh, Laser Chicken for uh, an hour or two um, <laughs> with the 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 initial quest, and I went in thinking I want to try the spec, and I got sucked into the story. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see what's happening. And no spoilers, but there's stuff happening. Oh, yeah, stuff and goes down for sure. So anyway, I just wanted to make it clear that now my buddy is ready for WoW. I'm super excited. <laughs> so just saying. All right. Well, good. Well, um, we'll move on to a little bit of movie stuff. So the there was I don't know if these were Hungarian. They looked like something like that to me. I could not figure out the language on screen, but some stuff got leaked. And since then, I've seen English versions of it, meaning the subtitle stuff have popped up around. Most of it gets blocked, then some of it shows up again. There's currently some stuff on MMO Champion that has not been pulled down. Patrick refuses to watch any of it because he doesn't want to be spoiled on any of these scenes from the from the films. Uh, the, uh, the Some of the stuff we know, and I'm not, this doesn't spoil anything, Patrick, okay? I'm not going to ruin this for you. Yes, don't, do not, do not. So the main reason I'm not watching anything anymore <laughs> is I went to watch Civil War without seeing any trailer in the past six months. Yeah. And you know, there were lots of different... I enjoyed Civil War so much more because I hadn't seen a lot of the scenes that are in the trailers. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I went back and watched them afterwards and I was like, oh my God, you spoiled so much in those trailers. Did I'm you not know about Spider-Man? Yes, that I did know. Okay. It's a hard one. <laughs> that would have actually been the coolest thing if you didn't know. I, and then all of a sudden that was happening. It would have yeah. been like, what? Yeah. yeah, I know. But I mean, yeah, I've stopped watching 
Warcraft uh, trailers. I'm not watching Doctor Strange trailers. I'm not watching. I'm I'm gonna try and be as unsullied as possible for the movies coming. You know, in the next few years. So I didn't watch any of this. And please don't spoil Scott. Thank you. You know, the unsullied. They gotta have their wieners cut off, right? Though you know about that part of being unsullied. No, if it if it means I enjoy Civil War as much as I did, <laughs> then I'm okay with that. All right, fair enough. Um, so I'm not going to give anything away. I'll just say, let's see if this gives anything away. Uh, <laughs> s- certain entities in the film have English accents and certain don't, and it's funny which ones do and which ones don't. Does that give anything away? <laughs> I think you can say a little bit. All right, the orcs, yeah. the orcs all have English accents, and the humans, none of them do. Um, I think that's really weird. I'm, I'm fine with it. Not really going to you know, say that's a, 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 a no-go for me or some sort of blockade to seeing the movie, but... It's a little strange to see orcs sitting around going, yes, good boy. Look it out off to the left there. There's a lovely town. Like, they're just talking like a bunch of pompous English guys. And the, 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 they're all American, uh, the humans. So you got Medivh and freaking Cadgar having a fight in a library and all this stuff's going on. And they're just, everyone's just talking like talking, like they live in Midwest somewhere. And it's, well, that's how they, but that's how the humans talk in, in the game, though, right? They don't, yeah, but the orcs have English accents. Yorks don't have an English accent in the game. No, they definitely don't. And that's the totally. that's maybe but the weird bit. But they have an orcish tone. I don't know. <laughs> I, it it sounds like it to me though. Like I don't know. Like when I was listening to the orcs talk, it's, it sounds Warcrafty. Like the I don't know. It's it's not the a big deal. The music of the stuff that we just got though, by the way, was so much better than the last like three trailers. Oh my where, gosh, yeah. One of yeah. I, I'll take one of those scenes over every trailer of the last. Well, at least all the U.S. trailers. The internationals have been a little yeah. bit better. One thing a, I'll say though yeah. uh, is the CGI yeah. is just getting better and better. It's clear that it's been continued to be worked on. Oh, it looks uh, great. From you know, from every time we've seen some footage to the next, and right now it is insane. I cannot like I I don't know if I've seen better actually. Like I looking at these orcs, I'm like I don't know if I've seen CGI characters that look better than these guys. Yeah, and they're okay. Here's a spoiler, Patrick. This is the only one I'm going to give you. Oh my god! Hang on. All right, I'm interrupting you this for real quick. Don't worry, I'm going to tell you the horse story. All right, the horse story is coming. It's important. I just wanted to give you a little cliffhanger here, while I remind you that getting to concerts and stuff like that is kind of a, a pain. I don't know if you've noticed. It's been a pain since I was going to concerts, ever since I was in my teens until now. But only until now, because now I have Seat Geek. If you've been frustrated trying to buy tickets online and know that most sites are way overly complicated, try to sneak in those little fees. Right before you check out, I know you've seen it. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. S-E-A-T-G-E-E-C, or K, rather. I know how to spell. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets online. It's the only place I ever go now to look for tickets for a game or a concert. I do it for my kids all the time. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. That's easy to get, by the way. So go check that out. We used it for 21 pilots for the boy. And they take all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. Every seat, every ticket on SeatGeek, because they're seats basically, right? Unless you're standing, is given a grade based on value. So you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed map and see the view from your seat. What? That's pretty awesome. Is it worth going to this hockey game? Why, yes, it is. Because look at the view. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike some of the others. They show you the full ticket price from start to finish. 
They never try to jam in some weird fee at the end. You guys want to get a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase? Simple to do it. To get 20 bucks off, fit $20 rebate on tickets. Download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. When you're there, enter the promo code instance. They will send you 20 bucks after you've made your first ticket purchase. Look at that, $20 for free, man. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter the promo code instance today. Do it. Orc, an, orc, <laughs> an orc throws up horse at some people. That's pretty. That's not really spoilery, but it's badass. He picks up a horse. What? An orc picks Scott, up an entire horse and throws it. How could you? How could you ruin the best action? <laughs> that horse scene totally tied the movie together, and now <laughs> you spoiled it. It's like it's like when Dills just said that Spider Man was a civil war. Yeah, people who didn't know have been. Ruined. Oh, everybody knew. I love yeah. creative. <laughs> I love creative horse use in any movies. I would remind everybody that the worst Star Trek movie, Star Trek Five, the Final Frontier. It's a terrible film, but there is a scene where Spock nerve pinches, shoulder pinch, nerve pinches a horse, and the horse mm-hmm. faints. Mm-hmm. So I love it when a horse is being used in a way that is uh, ridiculous. And this is uh, throwing a horse is really badass. So that happens. And that's all I'll say. I'm not going to spoil anything else. And really, honestly, they don't really spoil anything. There's no big story points or anything. But you do yeah. get a better sense of some of the pace of it. Like, there, there is a scene where two orcs are sitting overlooking a camp, an encampment of orcs talking about what they need to do. And I won't talk about what they're talking about because that is spoilery. But there's a real subtlety to that that I didn't expect. And I'm really compelled by the orc side. I always have been. I'm kind of a horde dude through and through. But... But I thought, you know, even though I know this movie's a little more knowledgeable and the original game wasn't going to, you know, we weren't going to have these mindless screaming orcs and that's all they were ever going to be. Um, so I knew we'd get more nuance than that. But it was great. It felt real and, I don't know, heartfelt and conversational. And even though they all yeah. had British accents, I had a, there was a this, cool this vibe would, to that. All of this falls apart, though, the moment the orcs look stupid. And I'm just so happy. Like, I'm yeah. freeze-framing all this stuff right now. Yeah. And you you could just grab any moment and it just looks incredible. Yeah. Um, looks real good. So I I cannot wait. I want my first experience to be on the biggest possible screen with the best sound system I can find. And uh, yeah, it's, it's my, good. my friends in France are going to be watching it on the 25th or something. And I'm going to have to wait until the 11th. To be back in Europe and and see it, I'm so worried. Oh, that like the gonna... Amer like the Americans, you poor thing. You have to wait until the weekend we <laughs> get it. Like oh. I know, like I have I, I have it as bad as the Americans. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Uh, I'm well, wondering if, you, if as an uh, American, it's the worst. Yeah. I'm wondering if the orcs having a British accent. Uh, first of all, Gileans do have a British accent, and and they're humans mm-hmm. or you know werewolves. Uh, but. I'm wondering if it doesn't say something about Duncan Jones wanting to instill a little bit of his identity into his favorite race. Oh, maybe, in the, in maybe. The movie. <laughs> that, could, that could be. Um, I, I mean, there are other examples, though, like King Tyrannus, uh, Arthas's dad. He's yeah. got an English accent, but Arthas doesn't. Um, it's uh, Uther has a, a thick, very pompous sort of governmental uh, British accent. It's like there's no rule or rhyme to it, and maybe that's how the movie is. Maybe they just don't care. It's like... All right, guy, we have playing Cadgar. Your accent, you can't do one to save your life. So instead of doing a shitty accent, you just come out and talk like you do normally. I don't know. I mean, and maybe it won't matter to me at all. Maybe I'll see that and just go, I don't care. 
but it's that stereotype of our fantasy movies where the humans at least all sound like British people. It's just the way it's been. yeah, the more you talk about it, the more I like it that the humans don't all have a British accent. That that would have been, I mean, yeah, we'll see when the movie. Yeah, comes. we'll see. And it looked a little Harry Pottery to me in part of it, and I'm not sure I like that. But I'll just move on from that. That's all. That's not a spoiler, Patrick. It's just a little. Just a <gasps> Are you? Well, depends how Harry. They did Potter play Quidditch. There was a Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, there's a exactly. whole <laughs> that big Quidditch scene. Like, is is Medivh from Hufflepuff? Yeah. Like, what's the deal there? Yeah, and you know how they won? They forced a snitch down the throat of a horse, and then an orc threw the horse through the goal. Threw it. <laughs> yeah, it was really something else. A reminder, if you want to watch it with me and Tom and a whole bunch of people, come to Salt Lake City on the weekend of the 11th, frogpants.com slash Warcraft. All right, so also, if you like the Alliance or you like the Horde, I have two pieces of good news, one that's not in the notes and one that is in the notes. The one that is not in the notes is this. Uh, you know, they were putting out those Mike and Ikes and red, uh, red tamale, hot tamale candies, Horde for tamales, Mike and Ikes for Alliance, and they just had an Alliance and Horde logo, but it was pretty lame. You can now buy... A combined box that has both Horde and Alliance, Mike and Ike's, and the re- the hot tamale candy all mixed in one box. And it says the Horde Alliance edition or something. And it's got pictures of uh, Duratan and uh, uh, Lothar there on the front. And the whole thing's branded like Warcraft. So our long nightmare is over. The Horde and the Alliance working together. I think that's a spoiler in itself. They're, they're going to join forces. And 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 uh, fight off the whatever thing they got to fight off in the movie. So go to the store. You decided that the that. horde people like the cinnamon candies, man. <laughs> well, because they're red. We're dude. the good guys around here. They're what? just red. That's all. Like we need something yeah. for red, and the other ones have blue, so it's fine. Pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, look, I I play horde, and I always get starburst when I go to the movies. So. <laughs> you know what? I like those better too. <laughs> Um, all right, so if you fight for the Alliance, you fight for the Horde, you get a reward in the uh, Warcraft transmog items. These are pretty neat. You need to log into the game within two months after the release of the film in your region. So uh, you get replica Lion's Fang and replica Lion's Heart if you are an Alliance dude. There are images of this up on MMO Champion and various other uh, sources. Replica Bloodguard's Cleaver, or Bloodguard Cleaver, rather, and replica, uh, replica of the Staff of Gul'dan. So if you want to have Gul'dan's Staff in your, in your grip... Uh, your transmog items will be yours if you just log in. You don't even have to see the movie. You just log in, and there they are. They look pretty. They cool. look really good, though. Yeah, they are nice. super good 3D uh, designs. I mean, they look awesome. Yeah, they're not messing around. Looks really nice. Um, anyway, that's what's going on. Wow, a lot. It turns out. Uh, there's also some things going on in Heroes of the Storm this week. We get Chromie. She is currently on the PTR. Chromie is the little gnome dragon uh, flight who's uh, time chicky. Caverns of time. There yeah. you go. That's the one. She's the one that flies you to the thing and poops you out and then sends you on your way. And um, mm-hmm. she's a gnome when she's in uh, her walking around bipedal form. And for a lot of people, that sucks. But that's okay. This is the one gnome I think is all right. She seems super rad. She's a ranged assassin. Messed with her a little bit in she practice. She has a lot of dragon abilities, though. Yep. But yep. Yeah, and everything looks like uh, sand when she does it, like mm-hmm. like cool sands of time effects. So when she shoots that dragon up out of her and it lands on you, uh, kind of KT style, it's got a little bit of a delay. Uh, it is like a big sand dragon, and when she shoots her long range, I forget what it's called thing, it looks like sand stuff flying everywhere, and it's super cool effect. So she's get, got some yeah. of the the best abilities as far as animations are concerned i think and also she's going to be really strong um 
she gets her talents one level before everybody else. Yep. So, you know, instead of waiting until seven and ten or whatever, she gets at nine, she's got here heroic abilities. Uh, but the real the real craziness that's gonna happen is three weeks after when Medivh comes oh, in. Yeah. He is broken, man. That is <laughs> I looked through his kit and I was like, no, this is we're gonna ban you every single time. It's a little you, much. You'll never play no one will ever play a game of Medivh. It's pretty cool though. It's pretty cool though that he makes up makes a dark portal when he wants to move around the map. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, but his his invincible crow that just flies over things and finds out where you are yep. and what? Like And you can't kill oh, but, it. But okay. he he basically has no damage though. So you're when you have it, you basically remove a, a, a 20% of your team's damage sure. for utility, which at that point it has to be broken a little bit, right? If yeah. you if you don't have any damage for for that character. Well, broken in the sense that I mean, the the kind of vision he provides with that crow form is unbelievable. Like yeah. he can go anywhere; they can't kill it. So it's not like the little floaty thing that Lunara makes or anyone else. You can't just kill that thing. It's just going to fly around and look and show everybody everything that's happening. And the right team with the right strategy is going to be able to really exploit that. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're just yeah he's i'm actually a little bit concerned yeah. <laughs> because i read his kit and i was like oh god <laughs> but you yeah. know we'll wait we'll wait and we'll see yeah. but yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be really really good so he's he's the way i guess we celebrate the movie is by having a a key character from that conflict show up in heroes of the storm so that'll be fun uh but chromie has been on the ptr for a week she'll be out tomorrow so unless something changes i believe that's still the, or not tomorrow sorry tuesday and uh, I'm looking forward to her. You can check out the core podcast and, of course, Stormcast with Dills uh, and get tons of details about all this stuff. So don't take our word for it. Yeah, we talked all about Chromie and Medivh in the last episode, just in depth. Yeah, so. we did too on core, and we'll probably do even more so uh, Tuesday night because we'll have some time to play with her. So go check those out if you'd like. All right, Patrick, tell us about your time in Hearthstone. I guess you found a, a weekly brawl you actually liked. Yeah, oh, well, I always enjoy, well, not always, but well, I often enjoy. This might have enjoy, been the best one that ever happened. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think if you haven't played the Weekly Brawl in Hearthstone yet, you have to go play it. It's up for until the end of the day, is it? Yeah, today uh, still a little you, time. Yeah, I think it's gone tomorrow at some point or something. I don't right. know. So I've already just, played the hell out of it, so I'm... Yeah, I'm just go try it. The, the idea of, you know, the way it works is that you just select two cards for your deck. Just two. And then the entirety of your deck is composed of 15 times one and 15 times the other. And it creates some amazing possibilities for super silly, ridiculously broken fun in the game. It is, you know, you get stuff like, for example, um, for the mage, you would have uh, the ice block that makes you invulnerable and uh, the fireball. So as soon as you get to level th to three mana, you always have ice block in your in your uh, hand, and you always have fireball. So three mana, you get the ice block. As soon as you take damage, you're invulnerable, and you're invulnerable, and you can you know until the end of the turn. And next turn, you can put up another one, and pretty soon you can also throw a fireball. So you basically, no matter what the other one can do, you you're gonna win. Um, with uh mage uh, i'm sorry with druid you're gonna do innervate which gives you two free uh, mana and uh ragnaros the uh, very powerful um uh legendary 
And since you're going to have like three, three or four uh, of the innervate in your hand and pretty quickly, you can just play Ragnaros or play two Ragnaroses wow. or three and you're just going to wreck your opponent's face. It's just the, the kind of rule bending that you have in, in some games that you can't do in regular uh, games of Hearthstone that allows you to do crazy things that are just pure fun. Just go play it. It's super fun. It is. It I does. Got, it does I got give... you one up here, Patrick. Oh, I, I got, got you hear one this. up. So right. Go ahead and check oh, out. Oh, what is the, this? Uh, check out the. That's one of my tweets. So, turn one, I played Yashiraj, who <laughs> is a ten ten for ten mana, and at the end of your turn, he summons another creature from your deck. Well, the only creatures oh in your God. deck are other Yashirajs. So That's at the good. end of your turn, he pulls out a second one. And after turn one, you have two 10-10s on the board. Then what do you think happens on turn two? <laughs> well, there are four. <laughs> there are four Yashirajas on the board. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was probably the funnest one. There's some really broken stuff you can do. Um, but oh everything gosh. has a counter, though, too, which I thought was really fun. Is that, you You know, if you were to make something, I could always sit there and think about it for a second and come up with something that will counter that. Yeah. So like, and when you play, when you're queuing up, you know, like there's, it's just kind of randomized what you end up with, but you know, everyone can come up with some specific thing that is like broken, like your Ragnaros thing, and then I could say, oh well, I put Innervate Big Game Hunter. What what now? Uh, you know, it's like you can just like always find another way that will just like crush everyone else's dreams. So. <laughs> It's super fun. It's, I'm into I mean, that. When you're when you're playing, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of people who concede after turn three because you know what's going to happen and you know yeah, if you yeah, can. They got to figure it out. Yeah. So then you have to go back and create another deck that is different for the current the current brawl meta, which is silly to say, but uh, yeah, it was super fun. Just well, hurry up, everybody, because you got till the end of what, like midnight, probably Pacific or something tonight. Something it closes soon, yeah. Yeah, but so, it'll be back. People, this one got a lot of great feedback, so yeah, yeah, they'll be they'll be doing a repeat of this one. Uh, Overwatch had some stuff happening uh, tomorrow. By the way, is the day for the Hanzo Genji animated short. It's called Dragons, and they uh, Dills, Dills, I thought of you because when they when we saw that other teaser this week that was for the game, more like a commercial for the game, it showed a couple of clips from this new coming short. Also one from 76, which I assume will get on launch at launch. But the, he does a real-time pre-rendered, like, animated taquito grill. <laughs> nice. Or at least starts one. And I cannot be more excited about how the hell that ends up, probably with the whole team I, dead. Man, I'm so sad that I can't play Overwatch right now. I know, every dude. Every single time I open my Battle.net launcher, it's still at the top. I need to move it down <laughs> so I don't see the damn logo You anymore. need to deprecate it just to keep it out of your mind and not get depressed because yeah. it's so freaking go. good, that game. It's a week away. It's a week away. You I know, know it's coming. I know days, it's close. Ten days. Damn. I know yeah. it just feels like I mean they had a really they had a really good beta, nine point seven million players, eighty one million hours played. It's the biggest open beta of all time. Uh that is insane. It's crazy. Insane. Yeah. It's I mean it, it, How come it almost took so ten long million to find players. Match, then? Well, what the hell? I, I, that's a good point. <laughs> it didn't take me long. Um <laughs> maybe because you know you were you were playing at Dreamhack and I don't know. Mm. Um but <laughs> ten million players. I, I suspect you know they extended the beta by a little bit, sure. Uh, by one day, I think it might have. Maybe not. I, I I'm just speculating, but I think it might have been because they were trying to get to 10 million. Oh really? Yeah, oh, I, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. At maybe not. If you walked around the land area, everyone was playing Overwatch because That's it was funny. during its free. Like it, it was just free for during everyone. The, so all the, the people who could yeah. play mm -hmm. were all finally yeah. in there and. 
It's like it started out, you walked around, and everyone was playing like League of Legends or something like that. Yeah. And then by the end of the weekend, it was literally just Overwatch everywhere. Going yeah. up and down the aisles, Overwatch, Overwatch, yeah, yeah. Overwatch. Um, it's, it, there are a couple of really interesting uh, things to, to see in those numbers. First of all, I think the most interesting one is almost 10 million players, 81 million hours played. That means, you know, on average, people played eight hours. That's insane. Yeah. That is ridiculous. People playing an open beta for, you know, it's about a week, eight hours average. Mm -hmm. That means, of course, some people played, you know, 20 minutes and decided it wasn't for them. And some people played, you know, 15, 20 hours. Yeah, but I still like 70 hours <laughs> like the, in the last one. The last yeah. little bit. I played a lot. <laughs> I, I played probably half of those. 80 million hours during the open beta but uh <laughs> but you know it's it's that number is crazy and then um a couple of people did some analysis on this uh and all of the first of all this is the biggest open beta of this gen generation which i never would have thought um uh zuj ex which is an, a video game analyst uh he might be on pixels next week actually so i'm looking forward to that um oh. He compiled the numbers. Destiny did 4.6 million in the open beta, and that was a hyped game. Uh, the Division, 6.4. Star Wars Battlefront, 9.5. Uh, and all of those games currently have more active players or registered players than they did in the beta. So it's not just a case of people necessarily, you know, if you look at the trends, uh, it's not just that people play the beta and then less people actually buy the game. In the case of those other games, um, they actually they have more players than they did in the beta. So I don't know if that's going to be the same for Overwatch, um, but it's it's a very as hyped as we were for the game. I think it's very surprising for a competitive multiplayer only game to get that amount of attention during an open beta. I, I was very <clears throat> Well, look very at it surprised. this way. Look at it this way. When Battlefront uh, came out, or when it was in beta, when Destiny was in beta, when all these games were in beta, there was a lot of talk of, oh, yeah, I really like what's here here at the core, but I'm, I sure hope they've got, they're going to fix this before launch, or I sure hope that this isn't the only map I'm going to see there. Or, you know, there was always this, I sure hope, because this is really cool for this weekend, but man, it needs to be more than this when it comes out. And in a lot of those cases, particularly in Destiny and Battlefront's case, lots of players disappointed at launch that it wasn't more than what they saw in the beta. I'm not hearing any of that kind of talk with the Overwatch beta at all. Everybody loves what they did and, not, and cannot wait to do more and doesn't feel like a beta at all. It feels like a finished-ass game and they're ready to roll. So I don't think you're going to have any of those day-one disappointments of Oh, this is the only, you know, time I get to jump off a thing or whatever. I mean, there's no, it's feature complete. You may, you could argue, well, I sure wish I had a campaign, but nobody's sitting around going, boy, I hope at launch there's a campaign. We know there isn't going to be one. So yeah. I feel like expectations were matched on beta sure. and will match at launch, which I think translate to more sales uh, than some of these other guys have gotten. I think it's a huge landmark for them. And I'm, I could not be more jazzed just to play it again. F all that. I just want to freaking play. So <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that it's not launching with ranked play, but I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I want them to get it right when it when it does launch. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, a lot of they had wasn't yeah. that great. A lot of people were, uh, what's the word? We're, we're confused when it when it came out and didn't have ranked play. They thought that just wasn't a mode that game the game would have at all. I, I think it would do them a service to put up something at launch that's like a, a a box that's either not clickable or something that just says 
ranked play coming and then even a date if they can squeeze that in or something. I think people need to know that's yeah. coming. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be important to that game because you're going to want to get to a point where once you get a little bit better and you get good at the game, you're going to want to go play meaningful games where uh, people aren't just in there. Because I think one of the problems that a lot of people did have with the game is that because it's so team based and so comp based mm -hmm. that a lot of times in a shooter game, people just want to play offensive characters, right? And so when you get in these quick matches and you solo queue, you're like six people who none of them want to be the tank, none of them want to be the healer. They all want to be Genji and Widowmaker and McCree and stuff, right? Yeah. So ranked play is going to kind of be the fix for people who really care, while the quick match system will just be fine for everyone else, right? Yeah. But ranked play, it's like people are going to go in there, we're trying to win, so let's... You know, I'm just saying it's, it's a huge, it's a huge it. added no, I, value for the 60 bucks is all I mean. Like that's, that's oh, yeah, a huge, yeah, it huge makes job. a giant difference for me. So they, I think they yeah. should at least let people know, Hey, what you paid for will include this rad thing. And for people who aren't constantly on forums or like us who are talking to each other all the time about what features we know about, but for the common people picking up an Xbox version, if there's no indication about rank play, they're not going to know that, you know, that their 60 bucks got them that as well. I don't know. It's a PR thing more than yeah. anything. But. No, actually, actually, yeah, I kind of agree with you, Scott. Um, but there are a couple of things there. First of all, um, my very dear co-host on uh, Overwatchers, uh, Garrett Weinsrill, who you guys know, uh, was pining for rank play before it was in. And he was saying, I, I could not understand if that game launched without rank play. It would be ridiculous. And once the version that they had got in the game, he was like, all right, maybe take it out and work on it a little bit more. And now he's, yeah. you know, okay with the fact that it's not launching with rank play, which was, you know, interesting. The other thing is we've been playing the game for months, right? We've yeah. been playing it forever and enjoying it and playing hundreds of hours uh, often. Um, I think most people who are going to get in now are going to have a lot of time to play, you know, weeks and weeks before they start really pining for the rank play. And when you first get into it, you're like, oh, there isn't rank play that's weird. And then you have fun in the quick play mode. And I think there is, you know, a good 50 to 100 hours of complete fun before you start wanting really the rank play. So I think for us and for the regular population, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um and I think if they manage to start talking about when they're going to get rank play in uh, within a few weeks, maybe a month of release, it should be fine. Um, if it takes longer than that, I think it's going to start becoming a concern. But at this stage, I'm not too worried. There's there's a lot of fun. Didn't we get the beta like just prior to BlizzCon? It was like October or November or something. We ha yeah. We've had it for a long okay. time now. Late October. Late October was when it was. Do yourselves but a favor out there. If you haven't done this, go look at video of that of then when people are capturing video of that beta and then compare it to something recent on YouTube or something. It's weird how polished it is now. And I didn't really notice the transition so much because it just seemed to slowly, slowly just be awesome. And I never really worried about it, but it is starkly like stiff and unanimated and weird, even though really? it looked great at the time. Just go do it sometime. when you got some free minute, just go look at the uh, new footage, old footage. and You'll be like, Oh man, it's like, Tracer only had like three animations and everyone looked all stiff and weird and it was weird, especially the early like BlizzCon 2014 stuff, which at the time I was like, oh my gosh, this game's beautiful. But I'm telling you, man, they have polished that thing yeah, yeah. to a it, sheen. It looks so amazing now. It's not just that. It's, it's as you're running around the world, all of the small stuff that's been added. They, they really have been doing a lot of work. It might not be noticeable when you 
when you play it all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you step away for a while, like you said, yeah, yeah there, there's been huge changes, and the game has just gotten much smoother and much better. But uh, it always looked great. It's it such always a piece of great. work. Yeah. It's just even better now. Good news is console version runs great. Gave that a shot. Loved it. Uh, yeah. During the beta, yeah. How's the aiming feel? Good. I mean, there's some assisting going on, but that's true of all console shooters. Um, I don't feel like, okay, so if you're asking, if anyone asks me, well, which is the better way to go? If you can and want to, the PC version is the one to have, I think. the Just your ability to circle strafe and whip around quick and all the things that make fast-paced arena shooters fun, I think is just a better experience there. That being said, though, they've translated it extremely well. It's still super fun there, and I see no reason why that shouldn't succeed incredibly wildly there it looks great frame rates great everything's great so they're not skimping i guess is what i'm trying to say but if you're gonna if you have the choice go pc it would be my recommendation um what else anyway i can't wait for that thing tomorrow oh and they're are they live streaming that coke celebrations like launch event thing? no so basically for those who don't know there are uh coke is organized coke coca-cola like major international brand is organizing um streamings of overwatch content uh in cinemas i'm sure you know everyone's heard of it uh most of them have been booked already there's a site to go there if you want to it's a about 100 uh, locations in the u.s um but there's going to be a lot of content there there's going to be all of the shorts which we now have confirmed basically that there's going to be four of the two that have already aired Dragons, which is airing tomorrow, and the Soldier 76 one, which was teased in the Coke promotion. Um, And there's probably going to be the intro movie and maybe even some gameplay stuff. But the entire thing is going to be two hours long. And if you put together all of the content I've just talked about, it's probably going to be, I don't know, 40, 50 minutes, something like that. So there's going to be more. I think a dev presentation is going to happen there. Um, so anyway, it's a lot of content, including some content that we might not see elsewhere to quote unquote waste on just a hundred locations. So my suspicion is that a few days a week or a few days before, once all of the theaters have been filled, they're going to announce that they're also going to stream this live, uh, over the internet. Mm. So that'd be good. That's just. You know my prediction, and I hope it's gonna it's gonna happen because I want to see it. Yeah, there's um, some wishful there's some wishful yeah. wishful thinking on your part, but I actually I kind of agree that it would benefit them to to snag as wide a swath as possible. Because here's what I think well, is true: no matter yeah. where you live, if there's a theater doing it, you're gonna go. If you are if you're the fans, we are you're going. Even if you find out it's streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and a million other places, you're gonna try to go to that theater if it's convenient for you, if it's possible for yeah. you. And if you can't. There's no reason to block out the, that fan base. Let them see it somehow. Um, so yes, well, I, I hope. Yeah, they do. that's gonna be that's gonna be like a hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand people that are gonna be watching these in theaters, right? right. Something like that. Right. You, you, that's you know the the target for the game is several million, you know, million people. So I think they're gonna stream it. I'm really hoping they will. And and knowing what I know of the way Blizzard works. I think they've been planning for a stream already, and it's going to happen. Yeah. But. Now, don't forget, so not long ago, Metzen told me that his favorite of the shorts was coming out next. That's that's Dragons. So mm-hmm. I think we're in for something special tomorrow, and I cannot freaking wait. Don't don't get our hopes too high. Let's, I don't want to overblow it, but when the guy who created these characters says that, you just have to pay attention, right? You yeah. have to pay attention. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It'll be good. Yeah. All right, this character is amazing. By the way, Genji. If, yeah. Even if you suck at playing Genji, push through because once you figure it out, 
Oh, he's great. Funnest oh, character he's awesome. of all time. There's yeah. so much fun. Everybody in that game. I haven't found a character I hate yet. So yeah, it's going to be yeah, a great. Agree. Oh my God. I could talk about. I know. I know we could do it hours. all day. We may end up having to do some, by the way. So, so I should mention this now. I, I haven't even really talked to you guys yet, but I want to do some specials. Uh, maybe one-offs for Overwatch as we get closer in a couple of weeks to the actual launch. I don't know what those will take the form of. Uh, little one-offs, some interviews with some people. I don't know, but, but we want to get all hyped for it. So watch for yes. more content on the feed. All right, we got a quick and- phone call right here, yo. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> all oh, right. Hey, uh, yes, sir. That... Facebook is telling me that that uh, young kid who's been crying is 32 now. Congratulations. <laughs> 32. Holy crap. No, he'll, he, uh, his 16th birthday is tomorrow. Uh, he gets his license, his braces off, and nothing else, boy. <laughs> a copy of uh, a copy of Overwatch was my gift to him this year. So. I, I suspect there's been some uh, some dishonesty on the age uh, field in Facebook when the account was created. <laughs> That's what feel- I suspect. Yeah, I have a feeling you're right. I think he may have been. Or I mailed him some nudie magazines. You know what it it's- was because Facebook makes you be you got to be 13 or over or whatever. And yeah, uh, he when we signed him up, oh, we, so he signed we let up him so do he- it. Yeah, we we let him do it early. What are you gonna do, uh, uh, Zuckerberg? Come get me. Come at yeah. me, bro. <laughs> Uh, here's how you get in contact with us. You can call us at 801-471-0462 or email us at theinstance at gmail.com. Got an email here about too much rating. What's up, Instance Crew? And by email, I mean phone call. Uh, this is Andre from the Area 52 server. And, you know, a lot of people I've been playing while we've been going to Black Desert. And they're talking about how much fun they're having playing the game, how much content there is. But no one's saying anything about rating. Wasn't it wow, like during the BC time and before? I think Blizzard has turned the game too much towards rating because before rating was 6% of the population and now everything's tuned towards rating. It seems like we've gone towards that 6 population, 6%. Everyone's left. Okay, it's an interesting point. I'm not hearing too many people talk about Black Desert much, though, either. So I don't know if that means they're so into it that they're just not talking or if that splash came and went. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't know of any MMO that, that claims to have the most complete endgame that does not involve some form of Blizzard-like raiding content. If there is one, someone can tell me. I just don't know, and I haven't heard how compelling it is or if it's compelling enough to draw me into it. But the biggest other MMOs on the market feature some kind of endgame raiding-type content, whatever they may call it. Um, I didn't play Black Desert. I meant to give it a shot. Didn't didn't dabble. It got good reviews. Yeah. People were people like people it. Yeah, people seem it. to like it. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't speak to its longevity and why it can do that without rating. So maybe somebody out there can 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 let us know. And I was I don't know if you, either of you had a chance to mess with it. At so all, it had but. zero rating in it. Is yeah, that's what thing? he's saying? He says there's no yeah. rating content. I mean, I don't. Th- you know, there there was a time World of Warcraft didn't have rating. You know, yeah, that's true. Um, didn't last that long, but <laughs> like Endgame well, was essentially like get a mount and. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah, it depends how, you, how like, you, de- you know how you define raiding. Uh, some people would tell you that current World of Warcraft raids aren't the real raids. It it should be harder, or it should be forty people, or I, I'm guessing that in Black Desert Online there is some you know max level content which might take the form of. Uh, more difficult 
instance dungeons or you know it's just five people but it's still uh more difficult in in destiny the quote-unquote rating is uh i think six yeah it's six players i've done it enough i should know um so and that's not is it really a raid um I think the important thing is to have stuff to do at max level, and if Black Desert provides that, then cool. You don't necessarily need to have something that fits the definition of raid. Yeah, there seems. So I'm looking at a video here called its title is Black Desert Guild Raid Boss Battle, which sounds like a guild raid of some sort of boss, right? <laughs> um, I can't tell from the video what's. I mean, it looks like they're all about ready to attack this giant molten dragon-looking creature, and might be a world boss type thing. Yeah, it's hard for me to say. So, if I had to guess, maybe it just comes in a different form than we're used to in WoW, or maybe they're taking liberties we haven't thought of, or I, I don't know. But I, but there's still something to do in that end game that isn't just running around and picking picking weeds or whatever you do in that game i don't know and listen those who love that game i am not diminishing your experience i'm sure it's awesome it got great reviews i meant to play it i may still but i don't um i I don't know that they made any sort of concerted effort to say all right no rating because we want to be different yeah so there's there's a thread on reddit that's three months old and uh the the person there is asking uh will bdo ever have out oh, black desert online um it's on the black desert subreddit yeah. uh will it ever have real raids of, or dungeons um because currently the world bosses are just zerg fests and the gameplay of the dungeon isn't actually uh doesn't actually seem that interesting uh, uh there were strong mobs and so anyway it seems like it doesn't have actual raids uh, i think like i think the point of the call though is really just do you think there's too much of an emphasis on raiding in world of warcraft yeah and that's yeah. a valid maybe. question and i would i would say that uh, i would say yes. maybe yeah maybe to yeah. yes yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm closer to yes than i am to no but i'm i'm still kind of in the maybe camp because there is a ton of players who like that in fact ian brought this point up or somebody did in a recent interview and it may have been greg even on twitter i don't remember but somebody was saying you know when players come out and say man you guys really don't know what players want well no we don't we don't know what every single player wants because as it turns out everybody wants something different they all think they're on the same page, but they're not. Some people love this endgame rating and Blizzard's focus on it. Some people wish it was a little less. Some people wish it was something else. Like, part of the fun... Oh, it was Greg. Part of the fun and challenge, he says, was trying to address how to make the game work for as many possible people as possible. And that's just the math, man. That's, you know, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta come to grips with that, that you are not speaking for everybody when you want a feature or don't want a feature. So... I agree with this, definitely, and, you know, they they know the game better than we do. I still do think that there is, the raids are currently the only, really the only place you go when you want to do stuff endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have become a little bit trivialized with the LFR, um, you know, system. And guilds that want to raid are going to, but some of the people that would have raided won't because of LFR. So I'm not saying they should get rid of LFR. That's the thing I use, and I, I love it because it allows me and many, many others to see the content I would not see otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I do think basically it comes back to what we were discussing with Dills earlier, which is it would be nice to have alternative stuff to do at endgame that is, you know, the the, the game path uh, gear sort of uh, guides you towards and that i think is going to be taken care of by the keystones in the dungeons yeah. and you know world quests and other stuff so sure there's all sorts of stuff that can be done though i mean they 
it does feel like at a certain point the emphasis shifted towards raiding because that was how you completed storylines. And so LFR was essentially a way to allow everyone to see this storyline that was completed because before it was this tiny percentage of the population that was actually getting to see the end of Molten Core and stuff like that, which was this epic finale, you know, or Ragnaros is you know, dying and all this stuff. And people weren't getting to kind of experience that, so LFR made a lot of sense, right? Because you want everyone to be able to see the end of these epic storylines. But I think the problem is that it, it did water down the experience just a little bit, where now this is the only thing, and now the only thing is watered down. So I think one of the solutions, too, could be just be to expand what Endgame really is. Because think about if crafting was brought back as something you actually went out and accomplished something in. You know, right now, like crafting is I get up to max level in it by just sitting in my garrison and, you know, spamming a button for a little while. But what if you had to go out and find special mats that were at the end of these long quest lines? And then once you got that mat, you could do something that no one else could do. Or uh, there's all sorts of other things that can be done, which I think the game had at certain points where you had to run out and finish something um, that was hard to do that had nothing to do with raiding. I think we've kind of gotten a little bit away from that, and that might be one of the reasons why it's a little frustrating for people because, you know, the rating is the only thing. And we need more stuff that isn't rating that feels like it's going to take me some time, and when I get it done, I have that sense of accomplishment that you get from rating, which is, you know... It's It's, it's hard. I I talked about this when I got Legend in in Hearthstone because I complained forever about the ladder system in Hearthstone and how it's just too grindy, it's just too grindy. But the fact is, when I actually ticked over to Legend, that was a really, really good feeling because I grinded so hard to get there, right? Yeah. And that's the sense of accomplishment that you you yeah. don't get when it's too easy. And maybe people are like losing it now. So. Yeah. Oh, but that that's absolutely the difficulty in in designing a, a system like this and a game like yeah. this because you need difficult stuff in order for it to be rewarding. But yes. at the same time, the difficult stuff is is very frustrating for the people who don't get it. And it's it's absolutely it has been an issue in WoW for a long time. And they've tried to address it more and more and more. I I don't know that it's necessarily it needs to become all everything has a hard version or everything becomes difficult to get. I don't think that's what you're you're saying at all, but no. some things some difficult things should exist. I guess there are some, but they're kind of inconsequential. And sure. maybe we should have some difficult things that do matter and that only some people are going to get at this point to to provide motivation. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe design-wise, then they went a little bit overboard in the other direction. And they're trying to address it the right way. Uh, as time goes on, like not getting just straight back to what it was in in vanilla or or Burning Crusade, because it was definitely frustrating, but getting to the uh, intent of what was there, but not with the the way they were doing it necessarily, which w- was frustrating for many players. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but totally no, it does. does for me, so screw you, people. <laughs> well, the last time that I really grinded for something was when I made my sky golem. And I remember that feeling of trying to get it. And then when I finally had it, just flying around forever on that thing. Uh, and then since then, I don't think I've had any kind of thing that I said, I'm going to get this done. Yeah. And yeah. then it got me to log in every day and do something kind of boring and dumb. But I was always moving closer and closer to the end goal. 
And uh, and then I actually I, got I, to the end goal and felt that sense of accomplishment. We're, we're kind of that is one thing that is missing from the game. And rating shouldn't be the only you, way to get that feeling. I agree. Do you remember the the Nether Dragons uh, yeah. that you got? Yes. In, you know, you had to, crusade, to yeah. do the dailies on that little island like mm-hmm. for Three weeks Go click straight. The eggs. Yeah, you had yeah. to do. You had it to do Quell's Law. So you had to fly, do the flight run. You had to go out and kill the robot yeah. dudes. Like it was the same damn thing every day. But we yeah. did it because it was rewarding it, as hell on the other side. By the way, I, the other jig we, looks we stupid now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I think we we wouldn't do that again. I don't think that is Oh, Nether Drakes. Right, right, right. I forgot. Nether Drakes. Yes. Yeah. No, I I did that but, one as well and that was a huge pain in the ass and I I'm yeah. glad that I got it but it's like three polygons. Anyway, Patrick, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I I just wanted to say I don't think even let's say, you know, not everyone would do that kind of thing again. For sure. And and I don't think we would because we don't, we just don't have time for this kind of thing anymore. Um but some people would. Some people would like it. And maybe if if they did it, they came at it a different way, it would be motivating for us again. For At this time, it was very, you know, the faction system in those old MMOs, and I'm including, wow, you know, 1.0 in that, in that oh, man, category. <laughs> it, was, it was so dumb. Like the reputation, you would do the same quest over and over again to increase your reputation. And now it doesn't matter anymore. You still have reputation, but it doesn't really factor into your gameplay as much. But it was really dumb back then. And uh, maybe they, they could bring back something like that. But for those nether drakes, you would do the same five quests over and over again every day for weeks and that that was what you would do in the game. I don't think it would work like that anymore. But maybe those, you know, affixes in the keystones uh, provide that difficulty while keeping the gameplay fresh. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have fond memories of that, but I don't think I want to go do that again. You know, it's like mold- it's like molten core. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. You have fond memories. When they give you a chance to go do it, <laughs> you do it twice. You're like, that sucks. I mean, you can go do them right now. It's still in the game. Yeah. Like, you can go down there and get your Nether Drake the way we had to then. If you all don't know what we're talking about and you came to the game late, that's all a thing you can still do. The question is, was, should new content mimic any of that? And I'm not sure about mm-hmm. that. Uh, thanks for the call, dude who called. 801-471-0462 is the phone number. You can leave voicemails there, and you can send your emails, of course, to us at the instance at gmail.com. That signals the end of our broadcast day. However, I always like to give everybody a chance to talk about some other stuff they got going on. Let's start with Japan, since you're so far in the future. Patrick, what's going on? Where can people <laughs> find more of what you have to offer? Uh, not Patrick on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, the shows I do, I guess, Overwatchers. If you're excited about Overwatch, please go listen to Overwatchers at amove.tv. Uh, that's Garrett Wandrell's uh, website, and we do the show there. It's super fun. And uh, Pixels, general video game show where we talk about the news from the past couple of weeks, analyze, understand, and uh, summarize. And that's available at frenchspin.com. Everything's at not Patrick anyway, so go check that out. I'm uh, going to try hard to get Terpster on sometime in the week so he can tell me what the hell happened to that movie. We'll let you guys know how that goes. Uh, Dills, what's happening on your end? Uh, check out twitch.tv slash SF. Um, streaming a lot these days, although I missed the last couple of days. I had some weird headache. I think, I think I have now lived in Austin long enough that I've got the, the cedar fever, they call it. No, oh, what is that? Is apparently you get allergies because they have a lot of cedar trees. Oh, yeah, I heard about and that. And allergies get real bad here. So 
Uh-oh. But it didn't affect me when I moved here, and I think it might be starting to affect me because I noticed too I was like chewing on something, yeah. and it felt I felt all congested, just from like it was like I was chewing on gum or something like that, and I was like, oh man, yeah, no. Well, the seasons uh, change. It's, or, or, it's probably because of spring. That or it's uh, Overwatch withdrawal. <laughs> it could be that. Too. <laughs> Might be either. <laughs> Give me that too. Uh, but we're, we're gonna get back on the horse tomorrow. Uh, a lot, I got a lot of Hearthstone I got to get done. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be uh, we'll be doing a bunch of Hearthstone stuff tomorrow, and then probably some Diablo, maybe even some World of Warcraft beta stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so that's twitch.tv slash WillieDillsSF. The YouTube channel is live. YouTube.com/slash WillieDillsSF. There's a bunch of DreamHack videos, uh, a whole trilogy of DreamHack videos, in fact. Nice. Um, so you can go check those out. And oh, and uh, if you are in the Florida area or you would like to go to Florida to hang out with people from a move, um, create con is going on Orlando July 30th. There's tickets available. The VIP tickets are gone, but there are still regular tickets available. Those going to be live angry chicken night attack. Let's talk about Star Wars. Will you Americans stop doing stuff, stuff in America, please? Don't worry, we're I, coming. We're going to go do. We're doing French con. We're doing Finnish con next year, Patrick. Finnish con. All right, cool. happen. excellent. I like it. You just got to do a con too, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like everyone's got their own con now. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on out to create con. It's a good time. It's the long con. Um, and yeah, yeah. All should right, be, should be a lot of fun. Dills, we should get together, do a little uh, chromey this week. I'm. I need to. I have this goal. It's a it's a it's a useless goal. There's no way I'm gonna reach it. Yet I have it anyway. Where I want to try to get that mount in in uh, in Hero League before the changes in Hero. Oh God, you oh, gotta wow. get up to what rank twenty? Uh, no, I think it's thirty. Thirty uh, thirty nine is oh, it? Oh, not thirty nine. Sorry, twenty nine. Oh yeah, twenty nine. I guess it was thirty so or twenty nine. Higher or than thirty? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that could be done. Could I be know, done. I know, but I just I'm not. I'm trying to. I'm setting my expectations in the realm of realism. But just it's play only good here. Just play Muradin. Yeah. And only to Muradin, like a hero you're super good at. Yeah. Just play that. I like Her- what if I suck at Muradin? Uh, then don't play Muradin. Well, I play a lot of Muradin and Jaina. You're good at. You yeah. give me Jaina, Muradin, or Vala, and I can I can kill it. But other than that, yeah, that's what I keep trying to do. But when I, you know, you get in these teams where they're all being tryhards and like, no, be this. Sure. I'm like, F off. Yeah, I'm, I'm being Muradin, then we lose. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening and being here. We really appreciate it. As always, don't forget you can find the show at theinstance.net. Uh, big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio, who simulcasts this show in both audio and video uh, when we do the live show. Live shows for the next little while are going to be Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Mountain Time, because that gets Patrick back on the show, which is always really nice. Uh, instant show, Scott Johnson, Willie Dills, the underscore T, and not Patrick on Twitter. More shows like this at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Town Council raises stink over privy privileges. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The small village of Darkshire has long been a hotbed of anti-Druidic sentiment due to the members of the local church believing that worshipping nature as the Druids do is a sin against the light. One would think that the town's distance from Darnassus would make this issue a moot point, but many Druids pass through the area on their way to the Twilight Grove portal to the Emerald Dream. The town council's initial effort to ban druids from visiting Darkshire failed when the king declared their ordinance null and void.
But this past week, the council tried again to take a stand against Druidism. Claiming that the local children were in danger from wild animals, the town mandated that all visiting Druids must revert to elven form before visiting the village common bathroom. This new law brought forth outrage from visiting Druids who protested outside the town hall in their animal forms. One balanced Druid said, I may look like an owlbear, but I am an elf, not a beast. I use this form to defend Azeroth from the Iron Horde on Draenor. This is the thanks I get? When I asked a guardian tank Druid if this law was about protecting children or discriminating against Druids, she fixed me with ursine eyes and posed her own question. Do I have to go in the woods? Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Fall in, soldiers. This is the Rated Battleground, and I'm Ace Lana, your Battleground Commander, and this is your Tactical Minute. Let the battle begin. Whether you are the leader or a soldier in the ranks, the best way to bring a team together is to communicate. Oftentimes, the only thing that separates a Rated Battleground from a random battleground is your level of communication. As a team, being clear and concise so that comms can remain open is essential. That way, incoming callouts as well as leader instructions can be received. With clear comms, objectives and plan changes can be seen, heard, and followed. Also, don't forget about those macros and raid warnings. A raid warning that has been macroed is a great tool to convey what you want to your entire team. If you have any questions or comments about this Tactical Minute, you can get a hold of me at Winstead84 on Twitter. Or come join us on the Rated Battleground podcast, found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Now here are your orders. You are to log in, queue up, and start communicating with your team, leaving your enemies speechless. Greetings, gamers. This is Mucow, a resident expert on a common gamer condition called Altitis. With Warlords of Draenor winding down, we gather gold from the Garrison Inn. If you aren't logging onto your army of garrisons to grind for your alts, you might be missing out on a way to make them useful for the future. With the next expansion approaching, it is a good idea to start preparing your alts for the journey ahead. If you don't mind a bit of dungeon and mission grinding, you can make a rather lucrative amount of gold with an inn. Once you have your level 1 inn, you can go on special quests for caches of items and gold in dungeons. These caches will also contain a bit of garrison resources and apexus crystals, useful for now, but not so much in Legion. After upgrading to level 3, your inn will cause lucrative missions to appear in your mission table, often for several hundreds in gold. Employ the services of the Headhunter, who can give you a new follower every week with a gold multiplier, and you can easily earn thousands. Now is the time to get ready. You wouldn't want to show up at the Legion Expansion Copperless, because it may be the demons, not Illidan, explaining how. You are not prepared. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss a topic further, Find us on Twitter at AltitisNet, and show notes can be found on altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your Altitis. Oh, Luger the Mage here. And I am the Knight. Ben, you're Ben the Mage. Even though we argue about it, it is the one thing we have. The one thing that I have is justice. Ben, have you been playing Batman again? No. Okay, you've totally been playing Batman. Batman away! While Ben... Batman! ...is off fighting crime in the great world of Draenor, or driving around, or who knows? Make sure to check out Battle Pets number 85. I'm an adult! 
where we talk about Warcraft news, boss battles, and battle pet add-ons. I know what you're doing, Joker. You're trying to trick me. I'm not the Joker, Ben. That's what someone pretending not to be the Joker would say. Oh, you know what? Fine. I am totally the Joker. It is on! Oh, no. Wait. What did I do? No, that can't be your origin story. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.